Hi, I'm Logan, and this is Living with an Alcoholic, the podcast that talks about well living with an alcoholic and the struggles you encounter and the best way to make it through with your sanity still intact. These are my stories and the things I've learned along the way and how the program of Al-Anon has helped me. I hope this helps you too. Welcome. I am... Um, I want to sit down and I want to talk with you, those of you who listen about active addiction and active alcoholism, those of you who listen to this and are living with it and struggling and going through it every day and you're watching your loved one become somebody you don't recognize. Today I got a text from my fiance there have been some issues with the guy at work for the last couple of weeks. He'd been coming in drunk. So drunk he couldn't do his job. He was loud and obnoxious. And it just wasn't safe. And finally today the boss had enough and he sent him home. And I can't imagine what a feeling that was that boss to know your employee is so drunk they can't do their job because as a boss you, you tend to care about your employees and I can't imagine what it was like for my fiance watching that knowing he's been through those struggles before he's shown up to work so drunk he couldn't function and he's been sent home and then I thought about this guy's wife and what it must be like at home for her and the feelings she must feel and, and everything she's going through. And I just thought I would sit with all of you who are living with active alcoholism and active addiction, who are going through it every day, every minute and struggling and watching their loved ones. When my fiance's relapsed, he's done one of two things. He sat here and just drank and drank and drank and drank and not been able to function. Hell, he couldn't even make it to the bathroom on his own. He pissed all over the mattress pissed all over the floor, pissed all over himself, he shit all over himself, shit all over the bathroom. He couldn't function. He couldn't function as a human being. He wasn't a human being when he was in active addiction and active alcoholism. He wasn't. He was like a child, like an animal. And it was so hard for me to watch because there was this man that I loved turning into this thing that I didn't recognize. And I had the luxury of being able to leave. I had a safe place to go. But the days that I sat here, I went through every emotion that you could have, every possible emotion you could have. I felt it, I knew he was gonna kill himself. I knew he was gonna drink too much and he was gonna die. 
he was gonna then he'd drive me crazy and he'd yell and he'd scream and get loud and get obnoxious and I would get loud and I would get obnoxious and I would yell and scream at him and then I'd yell and scream at him why can't you just stop why can't you just stop this this is not who you are what the fuck is wrong with you and then he'd cry and then I'd cry I'd cry because I lost I felt like I had lost the man I loved I felt like I had lost the man I loved forever that he wasn't gonna come back and I was gonna be stuck with this animal and I didn't know what the hell to do and then I'd get angry because he was drinking and I I dumped the beer cans out and he'd just go get more he'd just go get more of what he needed and I would be afraid and be afraid that he was gonna hurt me or hurt himself and then I became afraid I was gonna hurt him and then he does the other thing he isolates he runs away and runs the streets and god that's even scarier than anything else and to those of you whose loved ones are on the streets I know what that feels like you don't know if the call you get at midnight is going to be them drunk or high or if it's going to be the police and they're going to tell you they're dead I was afraid he'd take the car so I took the car from him I was afraid he was going to take the car and he was going to kill somebody or kill himself And I took the car from him. And I was so angry that I had to do that. So angry at this person. So angry at this animal. And I felt so alone. So goddamn alone. Because what do you do? What do you, you, you call your family and you're like, they're drunk again. What's your family supposed to say? Leave. Just leave. Get it over and done with. Leave him. But you know that man you love is still there. That loved one you care so deeply about is still there. I spent a lot of time in my emotions during the act of use during the act of addiction and the act of alcoholism. I spent a lot of time angry, a lot of time angry, a lot of time sad, sad because my loved one wasn't there. It was replaced by a bottle, by a beer can, replaced by this man, this animal that couldn't take care of themselves. I cried a lot. I felt alone. I felt heartbroken and I felt so much loss and so much grief. And I remember those days. I, I remember thinking, just get your shit together. You aren't this person. This isn't the man I love. It was hard. Those days were hard. That act of addiction, that act of alcoholism 
watching it, knowing it, smelling it, the smell of alcohol making your stomach turn and you want to throw up at just the thought of it right in front of your face. And they stink. It pours out of their pores and it just permeates off of them. And you can't stand that and you're so afraid of losing them though. But you start to grieve the loss of them. You start thinking about, they don't sober up. This is what my life is gonna be like. This is what my children are gonna see. This is what it's like. We're gonna be financially drained and I'm not gonna have the support I need. And I don't have the support of my family. I don't have support. Who do I call? Who do I reach out to when they're like this? Who do I call when I get that call at midnight from the police? What do I do? What do I do when I get that call at midnight from the police? What do I do when they're drunk, passed out in the bed, and I have to just look at them? How do I tell my kids, daddy's sick, mommy's sick? How do you tell your kids that? How do you, how do you, how do you do any of those things? They're hard. Those are hard things. Those are things that we go through when we watch active addiction, active alcoholism. We're afraid they're going to hurt us. We're, gonna, we're afraid they're going to hurt the kids. We're afraid they're, they're going to hurt themselves. It's not easy. It's not easy to watch active addiction and active alcoholism. It's okay to have those feelings. I'm here to tell you, it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to just say, fuck it, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I remember the last time my fiance relapsed. I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. He had pissed all over himself. He had shit all over himself. The apartment was a mess. He smelt like booze. He was unshaven. He was this horrible animal, horrible looking human being. I couldn't do it anymore. I was so angry. I couldn't do it anymore. And I told him, get your fucking shoes on. Get in the fucking car. I'm taking you to the fucking Salvation Army and you can sleep it off there with the rest of the fucking drunks in town. I was so mad. I was so tired of watching the man I love just waste away to nothing and be self-centered and selfish and muse. That wasn't the man I loved. It was some horrible, horrible animal. I remember being that angry. I remember wanting to leave him and wanting to just say, fuck it, I'll start all over again. I'll find somebody else. I remember those feelings. 
because you do you want to just give up when they're actively using you want to give up just like they do just like they did and it doesn't mean you don't love them but you're tired of it you're tired of the smell and the stench and the drinking and the bottles and the passing out you're tired of lying to their job you're tired of lying to their family you're tired of lying to yourself and you're tired of the lies they tell you I'm gonna sober up tomorrow I promise this is my last one I promise this is the last time you're tired of all that I remember being so exhausted, so tired of it. I remember those days that he did isolate and he ran those streets. I thought for sure I had lost him forever. Every time my phone rang, I picked it up and I held my breath and I expected the police to call. I remember what that was like. I remember planning his funeral in my head and being okay with the idea that he was going to die. I had to emotionally put myself in a place where I could accept the fact that he may die and he would die. So let me sit with you. Let me be your friend while you're going through this. Because you don't have to be alone. You don't have to be afraid to be alone. Don't be afraid of Al-Anon. Don't be afraid to text the crisis line. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. I will sit with you. I will be there. You don't have to be alone. It's not your fault. And it's okay to have your feelings. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel disgusted and to grieve. It's okay to have all of those feelings that you do have it is perfectly fine you are allowed to have all of them and I want you to have every feeling that you're feeling it's okay it's okay but you don't have to be alone you don't have to suffer it alone I couldn't do it alone I had to do it with the help of Al-Anon. I had to be able to call a friend from the program. I had to be able to go to a meeting and say he's drunk again and I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I had to have people around me. You are not alone. Don't isolate yourself like they isolate themselves. Don't. Don't do it. Ask for help. If 
Find somebody who has been through what you've been through and talk to them. Reach out to me. I have an email address now. You don't have to reach me on Instagram or on TikTok. You can email me. You can sit there and write me a three-page email and tell me how you feel and how exhausting it is. And I will read every word of it and I will be there for you. Let me sit with you. Don't be afraid of Al-Anon. Don't be afraid to reach out to a friend. Don't be afraid to reach out to the crisis hotline. Don't be afraid to be alone. Don't isolate. Don't do the things that make us worse. But do have your feelings. My email address is livingwithanalcoholicpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok. There are thousands of us out here. You don't have to be alone. Keep coming back.